0: part eight of indian boyhood by charles eastman this LibriVox recording is in the public domain the maidens' feast there were many peculiar customs among the indians of an earlier period some of which tended to strengthen the character of the people and preserve their purity perhaps the most unique of these was the annual feast of the maidens the casual observer would scarcely understand the full force and meaning of this ceremony The last one that I ever witnessed was given at Fort Ellis, Manitoba, about the year 1871. Upon the table-land, just back of the old trading-post, and fully a thousand feet above the Assiniboine River, surrounded by groves, there was a natural amphitheater. At one end stood the old fort, where since 1830 the northern tribes had come to replenish their powder-horns and lead-sacks, and to dispose of their pelts. In this spot, there was a reunion of all the renegade Sioux on the one hand, and of the Assiniboines and Crees, the Canadian tribes, on the other. They were friendly. The matter was not formally arranged, but it was usual for all the tribes to meet here in the month of July. The Hudson Bay Company always had a good supply of red, blue, green, and white blankets, also cloth of brilliant dye, so that when their summer festival occurred, the Indians did not lack gaily colored garments paints were bought by them at pleasure short sleeves were the fashion in their buckskin dresses and beads and porcupine quills were the principal decorations when circumstances are favorable the indians are the happiest people in the world there were entertainments every single day which everybody had the fullest opportunity to see and enjoy if anything the poorest profited the most by these occasions because a feature in each case was the giving away of savage wealth to the needy in honor of the event at any public affair involving the pride and honor of a prominent family there must always be a distribution of valuable presents one bright summer morning while we were still at our meal of jerked buffalo meat we heard the herald of the Wapaton band upon his calico pony as he rode around our circle white eagle's daughter the maiden red star invites all the maidens of all the tribes to come and partake of her feast it will be in the Wapaton camp before the sun reaches the middle of the sky all pure maidens are invited red star also invites the young men to be present to see that no unworthy maiden should join in the feast the herald soon completed the rounds of the different camps and it was not long before the girls began to gather in great numbers the fort was fully alive to the interest of these savage entertainments this particular feast was looked upon as a semi-sacred affair it would be desecration for any to attend who was not perfectly virtuous hence it was regarded as an opportune time for the young men to satisfy themselves as to who were the virtuous maids of the tribe. There were apt to be surprises before the end of the day. Any young man was permitted to challenge any maiden whom he knew to be unworthy. But woe to him who could not prove his case! It meant little short of death to the man who endeavored to disgrace a woman without cause." the youths had a similar feast of their own in which the eligibles were those who had never spoken to a girl in the way of courtship it was considered ridiculous to do so before attaining some honour as a warrior and the novices prided themselves greatly upon their self-control from the various camps the girls came singly or in groups dressed in bright-coloured calicoes or in heavily fringed and beaded buckskin Their smooth cheeks, and the central part of their glossy hair, was touched with vermilion. All brought with them wooden basins to eat from. Some who came from a considerable distance were mounted upon ponies. A few, for company or novelty's sake, rode double. The maiden's circle was formed about a cone-shaped rock, which stood upon its base. This was painted red beside it two new arrows were lightly stuck into the ground this is a sort of altar to which each maiden comes before taking her assigned place in the circle and lightly touches first the stone and then the arrows by this oath she declares her purity whenever a girl approaches the altar there is a stir among the spectators and sometimes a rude youth would call out take care you will overturn the rock or pull out the arrows.' Such a remark makes the girls nervous, and especially one who is not sure of her composure. Immediately behind the maiden's circle is the old woman's, or chaperon's, circle. This second circle is almost as interesting to look at as the inner one. The old women watched every movement of their respective charges with the utmost concern, having previously instructed them how they should conduct themselves in any event there was never a more gorgeous assembly of the kind than this one the day was perfect the crees displaying their characteristic horsemanship came in groups the assiniboines with their curious pompadour well covered with red paint the various bands of sioux all carefully observed the traditional peculiarities of dress and behaviour the attachés of the fort were fully represented at the entertainment and it was not unusual to see a pale-faced maiden take part in the feast. The whole population of the region had assembled, and the maidens came shyly into the circle. The simple ceremonies observed prior to the serving of the food were in progress, when, among a group of Wapiton Sioux young men, there was a stir of excitement. All the maidens glanced nervously toward the scene of the disturbance soon a tall youth emerged from the throng of spectators and advanced toward the circle every one of the chaperones glared at him as if to deter him from his purpose but with a steady step he passed them by and approached the maiden circle at last he stopped behind a pretty assiniboine maiden of good family and said i'm sorry but according to custom you should not be here the girl arose in confusion but she soon recovered her self-control what do you mean she demanded indignantly three times you have come to court me but each time i have refused to listen to you i turned my back upon you twice i was with mashtina she can tell the people that this is true the third time i had gone for water when you intercepted me and begged me to stop and listen. I refused, because I did not know you. My chaperone, Makatapawi, knows that I was gone but a few minutes. I never saw you anywhere else. The young man was unable to answer this unmistakable statement of facts, and it became apparent that he had sought to revenge himself for her repulse. Whoa, whoa, carry him out! was the order of the chief of the indian police and the audacious youth was hurried away into the nearest ravine to be chastised the young woman who had thus established her good name returned to the circle and the feast was served the maiden's song was sung and four times they danced in a ring around the altar each maid as she departed once more took her oath to remain pure until she should meet her husband End of part eight.